So I'm not going to go into this story into too big a detail because I don't remember the specifics of it. <laughs> yes, this must be worth listening to. No, just kidding. This is really important. Uh, a lot happened during the pandemic with travel, right? I worked in that uh, vertical or industry or whatever you want to call it back in the day of the old 2020. Yeah, it sounds like, God, that feels like it was like 10 years ago. Uh, but yeah, the 2020 was insane for travel. It was bad. And um, Airbnb did something. They, I think it was 2020 or 2021, Brian Chesky got out and rolled. they rolled out uh, 50 product features for the Airbnb website. So if anyone who doesn't know what that means, basically Airbnb comes out and says, hey, We've got 50 new things that you can do that makes our website cooler and makes it better than the competition. But what he did, he did something really interesting to me that I think got a little overlooked that nobody really talks about when it comes to brand purpose and product marketing and design and starting to communicate the benefits of a thing like a website and the product and its features, right? He comes in and he says that they basically invented what's called a flexible pricing or I'm, I'm flexible. It's this feature that allows you to pick different dates on the calendar to get a lower price for your vacation rental. How Brian Chesky said it was he said, because we believe that people should belong anywhere. I don't think that's an exact quote, but he 100% plugged the brand, promise, purpose, mission, tagline, all in one. He said, because we believe that people should be able to belong anywhere, we are rolling out uh, flexibility options so that you can see different dates near you that cost less. So what's funny here is if you're familiar with the Airbnb mantra of belong anywhere. It's their tagline, but it's also sort of their mission. And it's also sort of their brand purpose. You know, no company is alike. They can roll these things into one or use them how they want, right? Nobody follows a strict formula. It's never one size fits all. But for him to describe this technical product feature leading with the brand purpose saying, because we believe everyone should belong anywhere. Most people would say, oh, that belong anywhere sentiment is about, uh, you know, I can get an Airbnb and feel like a local, feel immersed with the culture, immersed with the, the surroundings and the environment. That this is, it makes me feel at home anywhere I go in the world. And that's powerful. But he flipped it on his head and said that, hey, like, we believe that everybody should have this opportunity we believe that this is something that everyone in the world should be able to experience. So we were made a feature that allows it to be financially more feasible for you. What he did was what I call just a slam dunk, right? Because he didn't get into the product demo and show you where to click and how easy it is, or he didn't get into the, you know, the how it works or the messy language of, of what you click. He just did. He didn't even touch that. And yes, he's the founder. Of course, he's got to go high level, but I've seen a lot of founders get into the weeds with products, but nope. He just said, because we believe everyone should belong anywhere. He glued brand purpose 
in made it set up the product feature, which to me was one of the most impactful things when it comes to brand purpose building and connecting with product design and product narrative and UX and just this whole other land that doesn't really think about brand purpose. What he's done is he's built that two-way street. He's shown how Airbnb can impact the world. Just like how Patagonia, when you go buy that puffer jacket, you feel like you're part of their mission to save the planet. My name is Neil Petty, and this is Storytelling for Content Design. Welcome back to Storytelling for Content Design. My name is Neil Petty. I am so glad you're listening. I hope your 2023 is off to a good start. Oh, man, I know it's kind of still some murky news out there, really funky stuff going on with layoffs and all that. But, you know, I want to make sure that this podcast is like a happy place for you. You know, I I enjoy this. This is seriously the highlight of my week. I, I literally do jumping jacks before I get on the microphone, right? I pump up and and I love to talk and and talk about all these changes that are happening and it's crazy that you know the the layoffs and the tech scene and all of this is happening at the same time with the rise of chat GPT and AI so us as uh, wordsmiths and storytellers and writers and content designers we're, we're all you know kind of bracing for what's next and there's a lot of uncertainty but Fear not, I am actually excited. I don't know if you caught my last episode about um, screenwriting and how that can apply to some workflows for AI and things like that. I encourage you to go back and listen to it. Um, This episode is about something completely different, but before I get into it, just wanted to say you can always reach out to me at sfcdpodcast at gmail.com. Hit me up. Tell me, you know, what you've done, what your experiences have been with your, uh, with things like brand voice, with things like screenwriting flows and uh, things like that. I'd love to get your topics, and I will surface the surface them here on this pod as enthusiastically as I always love to do. But yeah, this episode is all about brand purpose and connecting it with product design. So first of all, for the longest time. Well, not the longest time. I think like for the last few years with the rise of UX and the rise of UX design, you know, becoming its own thing separate from marketing and creative. And, you know, if you work at a small place, they're usually they're together, but commonly creative and marketing are on one side of the fence and UX design is on the other. The better they shake hands, the better the work. I do agree with that. But when it comes to brand purpose, that usually falls on brand and marketing. But I feel that content designers and writers that carry that into their backpack and carry that as a decision maker and a facet of their work are going to really excel in the next few years because there's going to be a lot of noise and a lot of uh, using technology for technology's sake, but no reason why. I see product design as product design. So it can mean you're designing a jacket for Patagonia. You're a product designer, right? You design a cereal box that I see in the grocery store and you move things around because the testing lab says, oh, people like it when you say this word instead of that. That's product design. Same goes for websites where you can rent a house in Palm Springs or the the Airbnb app, things like that. These are all products. But what are they contributing to? And what are they building towards? 
And studies have shown time and time again, uh, we all have heard of Simon Sinek's uh, Y model, the, the golden circle, we're in the middle. People aren't necessarily buying you know, what you are selling, they're buying what you believe in and your purpose. So purpose is pretty easy to grasp in that regard. You know, it's, it's really that Disney level reason why we're all going to work at this company, why we're building this thing and what makes it awesome and the tool that it is beyond its immediate utility. I think what people get caught up in is that getting that fan base of users and people to get excited about your product I think we're starting to learn that it takes more than just VC dollars. You have to think of it as if you're like a rock band getting out there and trying to share your sound with the world, right? You are out there and you start to play and you get those core 10 or 20 fans that just are insanely into your music and love your band and they always show up. And what happens is, is those people start to bring other people, but those people you know, and that's what they call growth. Okay. Let me just go ahead and check that box. That's growth. But those people that are in the, in the front, they're the early adopters are the ones that like found out about your noise and your sound and, and, and love your music. Those are the people that believe in you. When everyone sees that they all want to come and they all want to feel like that. And they want to join you and be part of that scene. And yes, people are overdoing purpose right now. Purpose can be overused. It can be used in the wrong reasons. I, I can't remember if it was Coca-Cola or Pepsi. Somebody did the wrong thing, put the you know purpose flag on it, and it really flopped. You got to be careful with it. It can also mean that purpose comes from you as a founder. If you're a founder of a company, if you're a uh, the the head start of things. Um, let me just get clear the air here. If you are in it for the money and you don't care about anything else, then yeah, you probably won't be listening to this podcast. And so that's you. Okay. I'm talking to people that want that brand layer and want that lens and want to have that purpose behind their products. And that involves you digging into your personal story and seeing a problem that you want to solve and seeing that inner person and history and your struggle and things like that that added up to where you are today. So I think that purpose comes from founders and from leadership from ground zero. And I'm going to go ahead and get a little Brene Brown here and say that, you know, this is the point where as a founder, if you want to nail an authentic brand purpose, you've got to drop the armor. You've got to put the business acumen down. You've got to put the slide charts away. You've got to put the growth margins away. You got to put all that aside and maybe even hire like a third party journalist just to come and interview you and pull this out of you. You got to get to that why because it's in there somewhere. It's definitely in there. It's it's in there for your employees, like and all the little special things that they do. And yes, I'm talking to leadership. I'm talking to founders right now, because you have to mine for your reason why. And it's it's not going to get there if it's all codified in business. So as Brene Brown says, to get to it, you need to drop the armor. Uh, it goes beyond money. I think purpose is going to serve a big thing when it comes to AI. And I'm not saying that you should use brand purpose to 
drive how you replace people with AI. What I'm saying is, is that you have to tell and educate those AI assistants on that reason why and start to like build their characters and build their intent and everything that they ladder back to. I think AI are just like employees. They're going to need direction. They're going to need that story and they're going to need that reason and rationale. They can't just exist for existence sake and they're going to need to, you know, the AI writers and content generators and, and tools that we use are going to need to understand that. And if they're as smart as we're saying we are, they are right now, they will. Metaverse purpose has to dial into metaverse. You have to have a reason why you build some world that people are going to go walk around in and interact with others, you know, Web3 you know, what am I doing here? What am I learning? What is the name of it? What is its significance? Why did you create it? You know, if it's for me to learn about, um, you know, going to the Patagonia shop and learning how the jackets are made and doing like a metaverse tour of the facility, I'm just totally making this up. Like it needs to have that drive. So it's like, oh yeah, we want you to see what's behind the curtain because we want you to know exactly why our practices are sustainable and, and good for the environment and helping the planet. So brands, when it comes to purpose and mission, right? Okay, again, over here, purpose lives in marketing land. It's in brand land. She likely led by a CMO, VP of brand, full-on experts coming in that want to try and create that statement that everybody across the company can wear on their t-shirt. Sometimes purpose and mission statements are the same thing. A lot of people get caught up in the latter, right, of purpose, mission, vision, um, and then elevator pitch, right? They're those, those four kind of key statements that make up your brand architecture. And I, I love brand architecture because to me, it's a bit like content strategy. It, you know, you have to have a framework. It starts to drive the intent of the content that you create. Purpose and mission statements can be the same thing. I used the belong anywhere example earlier with Airbnb. I love that because it's it's kind of their tagline. It's also their, you know, you can add a couple layers to it and say, we want everyone to, in the world to belong anywhere. That's like their mission because it's something that people can wake up and feel in the morning, right? They can get out of bed and I can think about going to visit, let's say New Zealand and feeling like I don't know anyone there. I don't know uh, what I'm going to be doing. I, you know, I've done my research, but gosh, how is this going to go? But you know, if I've rented my Airbnb, this is how the brand is sort of making me feel reassured and how it's making me feel good uh, about my trip when I wake up in the morning and I think about it. So when you write a purpose statement, you want to take it from its highest, highest, highest level. If it sounds like a tagline, if it involves what you sell, if it sounds like you're inserting yourself a little too hard, if it has your brand in it, if it has your terminology in it, you are off base. You are wrong. That is not what a purpose statement is. I like to use the wake up in the morning test. Every purpose statement needs to pass that. Get up in the morning. Is this something everybody in the world could feel right now? If you're aiming for a particular segment or user, you know, you might be going a little too deep in the Well, you know, we're aimed at like, you know, 50 plus year old males. That doesn't, well, see if you can go a little higher and aim for the world. 
Aim for the planet as your segment. Aim for the earth as your segment. And trust me, if you can look at what you've written and you see this, the purpose statement and you say, oh, okay, that's something that like almost anyone can relate to in the world. It's universal. It's got that Disney level twang to it. You've nailed it. So once you have your purpose nailed, you can start to inform your content, inform your intention. You know, earlier I was talking about emerging tech, AI, metaverse, all that. You can inform how you, what you build, why you build it, and empower those things with your purpose. Uh, but your brand purpose can drive the intent of your content too, which includes things like product names, your feature naming, uh, the the first line of copy or text that talks about a feature and why you built it. Again, I'm going to beat the same drum with that Airbnb example. They didn't just say flexible pricing so that you can modify uh, your dates and get to a price that is comfortable for your trip. No, they say flexible pricing allows you and everyone else around around the world to belong anywhere. Yes, you're going to end up having to explain things, but if the first thing I see is purpose-driven, now you're talking. Now you are starting to build a space in the consumer's mind. Speaking of bridging the gap with product design and brand, one cool example is Indeed's design system. Indeed, the job search company, added that brand purpose layer to their design system. And if you're not familiar with what a design system is, uh, we're getting into visual identity here. And design system is a system of standards and it dictates how you look across user experiences so that there's consistency in components. It's a very scalable system. But they took something like that and they added a very deep brand purpose layer. If you go to their site, I believe it's uh, indeed.design, right? And you can read about all the design decisions and it is peppered with purpose all throughout, right? So if you look at the logo, there's blurbs that say, our icon stands for those who we serve. Every person follows a path of their own, but everyone works to build a better life. Indeed is there to offer support along the way and highlight the best that each has to offer. And you see the logo and the icon and the details behind it, and they tie it back to that brand purpose. Even things like the arcs and the shapes, they talk about how it embodies optimism and variety in every job and candidate search. So they're really uh, talking about the decisions they're making from a brand identity level, from a brand purpose level. The design system is built for product. It's built for UX but still they made sure to keep that brand narrative in the conversation, which is great. I think in terms of teams and product orgs and UX orgs, purpose can be the way to break straws. We get into non-stat SIG findings with research and testing and you know really start to see that the data isn't clear or it's a net-net thing. So, you know, when you wave that purpose flag in the room, you can start to talk about it as a team and say, you know, what, what would we do as a brand? What's our purpose again? Oh, okay. Well, then let's, let's, let's go with this one. Let's go with the, this, the B version because that feels more on brand to us. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that your leadership would like that. They would love to know, number one, that you're making a decision 
you can't go without that. And then they would love to know that, you know, you are actually getting some intention that goes company wide. So when you go present things to the company, your brand purpose is loud and clear. It's got some strength to it, you know, and then you get a lot of advocates that way. And I, I again, I want, this is a very slippery slope. You don't want to take your purpose and start to like use it as a deceptive tool, but it's should be used to align teams and align decisions. It's a very big thing. You know, I, I worked at companies before giant ones that, you know, if we were going down the road we were, uh, we would have been driving a really beat up Buick with no hubcaps and no exhaust, right? Like it was a really rough product design and it probably wasn't going to go much further. But the minute that we had found that idea of our brand purpose and what it meant, and of course it hit a lot of notes, it was strong it was in the zeitgeist. It got people excited. Nobody in the room could really shut it down. Um, and we tested it internally. We did focus groups. You know, we had a wonderful brand strategy team who said, hey, let's build this from the inside out. We're going to go test it with groups of teams internally, and we're going to go make sure that we're not just throwing BS against the wall. And sure enough, the teams nav- gravitated towards it, and it made the whole organization stronger. It made things have a reason. It made people have a purpose. And gosh, it made our presentations and our internal meetings and things like that just have a lot more substance to it. And, you know, to my UX design and product design teams, I just think this is a valuable facet um, to really tap into. Yes, we're dealing with data. Yes, we're dealing with a lot of pragmatics. But keeping brand in your backpack, brand purpose particularly, can really start to craft a unique narrative and get people aligned. So go forth. I always end with that. Go forth. Go find what that purpose is. Do some experimenting. Do some focus groups internally as a team. If you're the person in your small team or company or something like that championing for it, I guarantee you you're going to make a lot of new relationships. You're going to build your clout, and you're going to really start to become a voice in the room And as content designers, when you can speak brand and when you can bridge that gap, you get that many more advocates behind you and behind what it is you do, which is using the right words, telling the right stories. Awesome. Well, my name is Neil Petty. This has been welcome. Uh, This has been storytelling for, I was about to say welcome. No, that's it for storytelling for content design. I'm yours, Neil Petty. Okay. There's my official sign off. This has been one of my favorite episodes yet. I really enjoyed doing it you know, hit me up, sfcdpodcast at gmail.com. If you're a content designer who's worked on brand purpose, I want to hear about it. I want to hear about uh, what your journey was like, (laughs) or maybe you didn't touch it with a 10-foot pole, but it affected your workflow. I don't know. Uh, I'm all ears and I want to learn about it. It'd be cool stuff to address out on the LinkedIn's and so forth. I do want to stress, use it wisely, think of it wisely. Brand purpose is not a mask to, you know, hide the truth. You know, I think, you know, you have to be in tune with the truth. Great leaders know what that means and they can call things out and say, hey, we we can back that up. So, you know, use it wisely and don't do it alone. Go make friends, go facilitate workshops with other teams, make a little Slack channel about it. Hey, I'm not going to say you're going to find your purpose in a Slack channel. It's probably not the best way, but to be talking about it 
and to show an example of how it manifests into your UX and your products and your copy, that's strong, that's signature, that's substance. Awesome. We'll have an awesome rest of the day and take care. Storytelling for Content Design is a podcast from Yodo, who brings your brand story to life through the power of words. Yodo is a brand storytelling consultancy who specializes in the voice, personality, and statements that make your products and your teams stand out. Find out more at yodocreative.com.